If the NFL season snuck up on you and you forgot to do NFL Fantasy, there's no better time to check out the Daily Fantasy on Underdog Fantasy. Sign up with promo code JNR and receive up to a $100 deposit match for new users. They have awesome Daily Fantasy specials. They have pickums. Check it out. It's a lot of fun and it is the place to do fantasy this NFL season. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast. My name is John. Back from vacation, I am joined by Ronnie, a.k.a. DJ Qualls. How is it going, <laughs> oh, Ronnie? No, not the DJ Qualls reference. You knew it was coming. I've been trying to get away from that stuff for so long. <laughs> so if you're not sure who, who DJ Qualls is, he is an actor. He was really big in the early 2000s. He had a couple movies, Road Trip in 2000. But The New Guy is what I always think of when I think of DJ Qualls. That was 2002. The movie, The New Guy. Yeah. The movie, The New Guy, yeah. He was also in Hustle and Flow in 2005, and he was randomly in Breaking Bad. But you looked very similar to him in the early <laughs> 2000s. Would you agree with that statement? I would disagree. We had similar body types because we were both super skinny, but I, I definitely have better looks. You both had the, like, the longer hair. <laughs> I mean, I did have longer hair, but... I mean, I honestly thought that you were trying to look like him at one point <laughs> because of the hair. Oh, that sucks, man. I don't know. I, I really like the guy, but I just like, I hate that my body type is so close to his because yeah. I'm so skinny, you know? And he still plays the same role. Like in Breaking yeah. Bad, he was just like the cracked out undercover cop because <laughs> he's course. so skinny yeah. and everything. So Ronnie, DJ his, Qualls, yeah. one of the same. His, uh, his pro- biggest, most famous line is probably when he held up that big pair of underwears and <laughs> Stifler. Oh, yeah, his yeah. In, uh, Road Trip. Yeah, he asked, you know, did yes. you kill a cheetah? And he's like, what? <laughs> Everyone always said that to me when I walk in the hallways. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, shut up. Oh, goodness. So you were out last week. We You missed some of the big news with um, some of the rule changes, with the FIBA final results. And I know you said you wanted to cover some of that today, and I shot you down on a couple of things. But yeah. I'm going to hand it over to you. Ronnie, hit us with the news. Yeah, we're going to go over everything. I'm not going to start with FIBA yet. I first want to start with Giannis. Um, he said that he's planning to train with the Hall of Famer Olajuwon. I thought that was really cool. Just the thought of him maybe incorporating some of Olajuwon's game into his own. I love that. And even him, he's he's was quoted saying, I love his game. And if I can take a few things from his game and learn anything from a from the back in the day, I'm going to spend or, from, from anything from a few days with him. I'm going to, that would be a blessing. Sorry, I screwed up that quote horribly. But uh, yeah, I just, the thought of him, you know, using his game, incorporating it, that's awesome. I love that. So hopefully he does that. I just think they play so diff- different styles that you don't, I, whatever. Maybe it'll, maybe he'll learn something. He'll add a new new shot to his bag of tricks. I just don't think it's necessary. He's already one of the top players on the planet. Well, Giannis, all he what? really does is he kind of like just drives to the hoop and no one can stop yeah. him, you know. But then yeah. if he kind of slows his game down. <laughs> if it ain't and, broke. <laughs> but he's going to start getting older and he's going to have to figure out other ways to score. Kind of like Tim Duncan did, you know. He just learned that bank shot really good. And Elijah had like a, a, a good shot, a good hook shot a little bit sometimes you do. So. Yeah, it's just it'll be interesting to see how his game evolves, you know, later down the road with all these players that he's playing with. Fair enough. Um, other news: Oklahoma City Mayor unveils plan for a nine hundred million dollar arena to keep the Thunder through twenty fifty. And then Lakers. Uh, this is actually. Do you want to go in? Next, I had is like the players that were signed and oh, dropped yeah. and so everything like that. Let's do signings, ways, and trades. Yep. 
All right, so first,、uh, the Lakers extended Vanderbilt on a four-year, forty-eight million dollar contract. This is Jared Vanderbilt. My favorite one, though, was the Rockets are reuniting with Boban on a one-year deal. So he's still in the league. Boban, Marjanovic. Boban, yep, yep. So awesome. And he's just a lovable oaf. Yeah, he's. They say he's like one of the funniest guys in the、yeah. NBA. He has a best sense of humor. He's a seven-foot-three guy that you see on those goldfish commercials. They're like, here, take a handful. He like. Dips his bag in the whole bag and takes all of them because his hand's so big. So yeah, I love this guy. There is a report that Dwight Howard is meeting with the Warriors next week, so he may be making his return to the NBA. So if you remember, he was playing overseas.、Um, he was on in Taiwan and he played for the Taiwan Leopards. And yeah, he might be playing again. All right, and then. That's all I got for that. That's all you got. All right, it's it's a slow news week. the The NBA off season blues are still definitely going on,、uh, but preseason is coming up. October fifth, I believe, is the first preseason game between the Mavericks and the Timberwolves. So it's it's coming up. We're less than a month away, which is exciting from actually seeing some some preseason basketball. But I do want to talk about this week's turn of the week. It's it's Kobe Altman. He is the president of basketball operations for the Cleveland Cavaliers. He was pulled over for drunk driving, a DUI. He refused to take a breathalyzer, so they arrested him. I think he went down to the station and, and did the blood test. And、uh, yeah, I, it, it drives me crazy because he is a multimillionaire. Call an Uber. Yeah, I know. Seriously, I I, I promise you, the Cleveland Cavaliers has somebody on staff that their job is to make sure that. Players and and people that work for the organization don't get caught with a DUI. That they're they're being safe and smart. And I looked up the stat because this is why this is why I get so angry when I when when you have these literal millionaires that are doing this. One person dies every thirty nine minutes in the United States from a drunk driving crash.、Dang. And this jerk is this turd is、yeah. just like yeah I'm cool I'll, I'll drive no so. Don't use designated drivers. Call an Uber. Call a taxi. Do something. And if, if you're somebody like him or a player or somebody that's just there's there's no there's never any excuse for doing it. Period. But when you're somebody like this guy, oh yeah, it's just bad, 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 bad. And don't they have like personal drivers? Like I always see those really big, expensive like SUVs too. Usually chauffeuring these millionaires around too. So why doesn't he have that? Why why is he driving his own、no、car after you know?、Yeah. When he, after big night of drinking or anything like that, it doesn't make any sense.、Uh, so we are doing our series. This is going to be week three of it, where we're just looking at all of the different teams. We're going to talk about what they were last year, what their record was, what changes they have made, what questions we have about the team, and then kind of a, a rough, rough little prediction of where we think they're going to be when the season ends this year. So this week we're going to do the best and the worst of the East. In no specific order, we have the Bucks, the Celtics, the Magic, the Hornets, and the Pistons. So we're gonna we're gonna do these five times as quickly as possible, Ronnie. That's for you as quickly as possible. <laughs> so let's start off with the Milwaukee Bucks. They were fifty eight and twenty four last week. Last week, last year, they were the best team in the East going into the playoffs. The playoffs. Wow, I caught whatever you had at the start of the podcast. <laughs> They they lost in the first round to the Miami Heat. Giannis got injured in that series, and, and this kind of I think started all of Giannis's. I don't know if I want to be here. I want to be on a team that's committed to win. And, and we talked about this previously. Like, well, they're the best in the East. Right. What do what else What else are you looking for? So then we kind of speculated just based off some of the words. And 
English is not his first language, so you never know. Is he talking about players not putting in the work, not having a strong work ethic? And that's what's really bothering him, not necessarily the talent, but just that the talent isn't giving it their all. Uh, so that that ultimately becomes the question that I have. This yeah. team looks very similar to what they did last year. You know, there were some minor death changes. Robin Lopez's brother, Brooke Lopez, joins the team. But all in all, the core group is still there. And it's a solid team. It's a good team. I, I still think they're going to be one of the top three teams in the East. I don't see them falling off that far uh, unless there's like some injury. I don't know. What are your thoughts on the Milwaukee Bucks prospects for uh, next year? Yeah, I wonder how much Giannis's comments and everything like that that's been going on. How much is that going to affect the team too? You know, he keeps talking about like the possibility of going to a different team in the future too, you know? And I just wonder like, when you, if that's your teammate, you know, the guy that's, you know, the team, the team is built around him. Like, how does that affect you oh, sure. as like a yeah. supportive player too? So, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if there's any prospects out there that I, I could see. It's hard for me to find a player that could help this team out when I've seen them win a championship. And I just think, yeah. I thought that all they needed to do last year was, you know, keep the group together because, uh, what's his name had that injury, um, Middleton. And I thought, well, if he was just healthy, then they, they would have done okay. But then they had a worse record the year after that too, after he was healthy. So I'm confused at this team. I don't, I don't know what they need. Yeah, they got Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, Chris Middleton, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez are their starting five right now. I yeah. think that looks pretty good on paper still, but I you don't can know. upgrade Grayson Allen certainly. Maybe I don't know. He's kind of a I'm good not a shooter. Grayson he's Allen he's fan. he's eh. he's a good outside shooter, and he plays decent defense too, though. So that's it's going to be interesting, but yeah, the way that this team is today, top three team in the East? Yes, no. I don't think so anymore, just because of the wow. I, I, okay. I would say I'm really close, but I I would say like fourth or fifth. Okay. So one of the teams that in the East that has gotten a lot better is the, is the Boston Celtics, who we'll, who we'll talk about now. They finished just one game behind. Milwaukee, 57 and 25, second in the East. They ultimately lose to the Miami Heat 4 to 3 in the Eastern Conference Finals. And this team had a little bit of a makeover this offseason. I think they got better. They added Christoph Porzingis in a trade with Washington, but mm -hmm. uh, at the same time, they lost two, you know, a starter in Marcus Smart, former Defensive Player of the Year, and a real, let's call him a firecracker off the bench. And Grant Williams has left. He's, I think he's in Dallas now. Yeah. So those are two. Really big contributors that you lose. Yes, you replace them with a with an all star in Christoph Porzingis, but is that going to work? So that was the question I have for this team looking at next year. Right? Can they all gel? Can that chemistry work? Can they can they build that during the preseason so they can hit the ground running in the regular season? Uh, you know, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, always clutch, always fantastic players. Uh, yeah. I think they're going to be the best in the East when it's all said and done. I, I, I look at the teams in the East. I don't know that there's a more talented roster. They have a young head coach, but the team seems to respond really, really well to him. Uh, yeah, I think they're the best in the East. I will agree, but I don't know. It's just so with Marcus Smart and this team, they are always like the they were the best in the East, right? But now that they're making the change, there's like a little less team chemistry. Like you've mentioned, you know, you got to like get that back with Porzingis. I don't know if they could get that back, but they were the team that were always there at the end, but they couldn't win the championship. And what they had like three solid years of that team. So I am glad that they've tried to make a change, but I, I, I hope it works out. And yeah, I, I, 
I'm going to agree and say they're still the best, but yeah, it's just all about creating that chemistry and everything. I think they could do it. Porzingis yeah, their is amazing. Window is, their window is open with, with the Jays, so it's just a matter of getting that extra piece. And, and because you have such a talented team, I think you're able to attract free agents to add depth to yeah. that. And we see that with the Suns. We see that with the Lakers. We see that with the Warriors. Right? This, this is a legitimate team, and players want to – you know, they're going ring chasing. Yeah, yeah. I'll sign for the vet minimum to be yeah. on the Boston Celtics. I mean, they're... So, yep. This is their starting lineup. Derek White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, and Kristaps Porzingis. So, that that right there yeah. looks really good on paper. But so did the Lakers team. That looked really good on paper, too, before. So did the the, this team... the New Jersey Nets when they all had their all-stars on their team. So... <laughs> Yeah, this this team is not the injury track record that you have with the Lakers or the the volatile personalities that you have with the the Brooklyn Nets. They haven't been the New Jersey Nets for a while, Ronnie. Come on, yeah, right, Brooklyn <laughs> Nets. I keep saying uh, that out of habit, my that, bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah I, I think they'll be fine. Let's let's flip it and let's talk about the worst teams in the East. And we got the the bottom three here. First being the Orlando Magic. They finished the season thirty four and forty eight. They were 13th in the East. And when I look at the roster changes they made, I don't recognize any of those names. <laughs> Bulbul, I mean, really? That's it? That's the big player that left? Yeah. I They haven't made any big changes, and he wasn't even a starter there for the most part. Um, I think they have a young team, and that's that's the question mark I have for this team is, will Benchero continue to develop, continue to be uh, the, what he showed us he was last year, right? He was the rookie of the year. He is a very talented basketball player. He played for Team USA, and he is he's the real deal, I think. Can he take that next step, or will he have a sophomore slump? At the end of the day, I don't think it really is going to matter. Maybe they're, they're playing in the play-in game, maybe, but I still think they're going to be the bottom of the uh, Eastern Conference. I agree. I, I kind of feel like they're dumping on purpose, but I remember this back in the day when the Suns first got Devin Booker. And we had like two horrible years with them. Like we didn't get anyone good to support him and everything. It took a long time. And I, I kind of think like Ben Carroll, he needs to do that same thing. Like he needs to prove how good he is. He needs to bring the players to this organization. Like he needs to show how good he is so people want to go to him. Otherwise, you know, he's obviously going to leave Orlando and that's no good for Orlando, right? But yeah. Well, I, that's the problem, right? Ownership has to be involved with that as well. They have yeah. to be willing to re-sign him. They have to be willing to spend on free agents. And historically, Orlando hasn't really had the desire to do that. So I don't know. They got to kind of get lucky. To me, for them to be competitive, they have to draft really, really well and just have players that are on their rookie contracts that, that make some noise that then maybe make the owner says, you know what, I'm willing to spend some money because this is a good core group of guys. Mm-hmm. But they've never been willing to do that. I mean, Shaquille O'Neal left to go to the Lakers. They offered him an okay deal, but it wasn't enough to keep him. Yeah. Right, right now, so this is a starting lineup for Orlando Magic, and it's not pretty. Anthony Black, Gary Harris, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bencher, Matt Carroll, and Wendell Carter. Wendell Carter. That doesn't yeah, sound like a winning team at all. That's like definitely still bottom. And it sucks because they were in the bottom last year, and now they're just going to be right where they are again. They did get Joe Ingles. I mean, he's he's okay from the outside. He's an all right defender, but he's not a like a game changer or anything. So. No, not absolutely not. No, it's, it's basically the same guys. Yeah. They're running out there. I don't know who their number one draft pick was this year. It doesn't 
I didn't look at it or I looked at it. And it didn't, it didn't spark a like, Oh, I know that guy. He's pretty good. Uh, so that's, that's not the case with this next team, which is the Hornets. They finished 27 and 55. They were 14th in the East. They drafted Brandon Miller with the number two overall pick. Uh, we watched him play at summer league. He is going to be good. I don't know that he'll be good this first year or, or great this first year. He's, it's going to take some adjustment to get going. They lose Kelly Oubre. They oh. re-sign Miles Bridges for some reason. And, you know, you have LaMelo Ball. LaMelo, right? Uh, the... Yes, it's Why LaMelo. is that okay. sounding weird to me? Yeah, it is LaMelo Lonzo Ball. is on the Bulls. LaMelo yeah. is on the Hornets. He signs the extension there. Uh, and the big question I have for the team here is, will LaMelo stay healthy? He has missed so many games that if he's what you're building the franchise around, which is exactly what they're doing, how can that work if he's not on the court? So yeah. Brendan Miller, great addition. Uh, but LaMelo ultimately needs to be healthy for this team to have any chance of winning games. And I put they will be better this year, but not a lot better. Uh, you know, 27 wins last year. I think their ceiling is probably 35 games, 40 games if LaMelo stays healthy. Yeah. And I think five, that's probably why you chose for them to be better because you're just counting on him being healthy this year where he wasn't he's last year, He's got to be, right? At some point, he's got to be right. healthy. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, Brandon Miller's a good addition. Let, let's not try to undersell that. He is he is a very talented player. He looked really, really good in Summer League. Yeah. I don't think Summer League necessarily – success in Summer League necessarily translates to success in the NBA yeah. because the competition is so much better. But he didn't look phased. He didn't look – out of place. He looked like the best player on the court during summer league, which you would expect him to be as, as the number two overall pick. Yeah. Did you go over the starters? I heard you mentioned some names, but did you actually hit the starters? Or you want me to hit that real quick? No, no, that's all you. Man. All right. So LaMelo, <laughs> I know I, I, all these names that you mentioned are like most of the starters. Yeah. So it's LaMelo ball, Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, Brandon Miller, and Mark Williams. That That's a decent lineup. So I just, I a hundred percent agree that as long as LaMelo ball is healthy, then they have to have a better record. I don't think there's going to be that. I, I honestly, I see them as like a 500 team. I don't see them any better yeah. than that. Like they're, that's, I feel like exactly they're, 40 they have a very ceiling, low ceiling. Yeah. And, and the reason is look at these other teams in the, the East. They're so much better yeah. that it's, it's tough to try to say, oh yeah, yeah, they're going to be better. Well, then who's going to be worse? Right. And you start scratching your head and you're like, well, they're not going to pass the heat. They're not going to pass the Celtics. They're not going to pass, you know, this team, that team, that team. It's like, that maybe maybe this is where they're just going to be then. Yeah, right. Exactly. Let's talk about the worst team in the East, and I'm sure it breaks your heart. <laughs> 17 and 65, the Detroit Pistons finished dead last no. in the East, and they were not good at all. They uh, they had a high draft pick. They had one of the twins, Asar Thompson, who he did not play when we watched. He was out. Yeah, he was one of the Thompsons. Yeah, we there was that first game that we watched where they were going to play each other. It was like Rockets and the Pistons. Yeah, Yeah, but he was out. And that was so they made some additions to this team. I think James Wiseman was added to this team, uh, which he looked dominant until they put somebody that could actually play defense on him. And (laughs) suddenly he's like, "Oh yeah, that's where the Warriors gave up on him." Uh, But that uh, Sar Thompson is the only name that really jumped out at me. Did you have any any additions or subtractions? The additions of this one, it's it's Malcolm Kazalan, Kazalan, Joe Harris from Brooklyn, Monty Morris from Washington, Marcus uh, Sazir or Sazir, rookie, 
Xavier Simpson and Asar Thompson. So they're both rookies too. Yeah, as well. nothing to really get excited about. Yeah, their starting lineup sounds decent enough, though, especially if you have a healthy Cade. Do you have that in front of you? you want to go over the who their who their start projected starting lineup yep. is? As soon as it loads here, there it goes: Cade Cunnington, Jaden Ivy, Bojan Bogdanovich, and then James Wiseman and Jaden Jalen Duran. I like all those players. They actually, I had a lot of them on my fantasy team, so I saw how good they're scoring, but they just didn't work well as a team. You know, they could get you fantasy points, but they couldn't really win any games last year, which is yeah. disheartening, you know, but I like the team. I think they have so, something here that they could build on. Absolutely. And that's the question I have for this team is, and I call it the Monty Magic. Will the Monty Magic work with the Pistons? We saw how quickly he turned around the Phoenix Suns. Mm -hmm. He is a definitely player-friendly coach. And I think this team has a lot of young talent, which I think is just up Monty's alley. I think he will turn this team around. I think that they will be better, better than the Hornets. I think they'll be better than the Magic. And I potentially think they could be involved in the play-in game come yes. this postseason, whether nine or ten or seven or eight, somewhere in that in that top not top, but like the 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 middle of the pack competing for that play in spot. I I think the head coach makes a big difference, especially with younger guys. Yeah. I think Jaden Ivey is going to have a huge improvement this year. We know what Cade Cunningham is. He's a fantastic player. He's going to get better. You add Jaden Ivey getting healthier. Uh, Sadiq Bay isn't he on this team? Sadiq Bay, I don't or am see I thinking him. of the Knicks? I could be thinking of a different team. I thought he was on uh, the Detroit Pistons. That's right. But they're gonna be they're gonna be a better team overall because because of the coaching. Honestly, I know you don't think coaching matters, but I think that they it does, and he's gonna be a significantly better player. Well, it's funny that you say coaching. I think that coaching doesn't matter because this is the one case that I think coaching does matter. Oh, I, look at that. I do one think, case where it changes. I think Monty Williams, like he made such a difference on the Suns when he got here. And you could clearly see it because we had so many years where you just had crap coaches who just didn't know how to handle the team. Yeah. And yeah, this when he got here, everyone listened to him and they got on the same page. And yeah, we started winning games. And I hope he could do the same thing in Detroit, not just because Detroit's my second team that I like, but... I just like Monty Williams a lot too. And I just, I, that would just be like, ha ha sons, you know, like that you got rid of me, but look what I did to, for this team, you know, now they're better than you. I like, yeah. I, I would love to see Detroit beat the Suns and in, in their regular let's, seasons. Let's, yeah, regular season games. Yeah. So Sadiq Bay was on Detroit. He was traded uh, as part of the Gary Payton slash James Wiseman slash Kevin Knox, like the whole shuffle game. So Sadiq Bay is not on this team anymore. My apologies. Uh, he was, he was on this team. James Wiseman is now in that role. Yeah. So, all right. Next week, we'll be taking a look at the best and the worst in the West and making our predictions there as well. Do you think our predictions are accurate? Are they way off? Sound off on the JNR fan line. Give us a call. The link is in the podcast description, not the link. The phone number is in the podcast description. We'd love to hear from you on that. Let's talk about fantasy focus fantasy basketball is a little ways away still but it's it's starting to start thinking strategy and the nba dropped a really big bomb on everybody i would say with this load management change yeah. you are just catching up on that having been out what are, what was your knee-jerk reaction to this you like it you hate it you love it what uh what are your feelings i really like it because i hated going to the games and not seeing some of these favorite players i 
I remember going to a Lakers game last year, and I I didn't see LeBron or Westbrook or um or a uh, AD play because they were all injured or they were quote unquote injured. They're just resting, you know. So yeah, it's frustrating as a as a fan of the game, you know, just not to see these amazing players on the court when you have tickets for the game. You know? So I I like this. I I want to see the players play. I don't want to see this this load management crap that's been going on. So good for the NBA. Yeah, so if you have no idea what we're talking about, the NBA has passed some new rules to try to make the fan experience better related to load management. And that is if you have stars, the stars cannot – you cannot rest multiple stars in the same game. So the case where you said, you know, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, you can't decide I'm going to rest both of these guys on the same night. One – only one star can be rested at a time. Any nationally televised game must – you must make every effort that all your stars are playing. So you can't do load management rests on nationally televised games. And that's also true for the in-season tournament games, which happened in November. So those are going to be probably one of the better games to watch just because every Tuesday and Thursday in November is going to be a in-season tournament game. You know the stars are going to be out to play. So how does this relate to fantasy basketball? Well, this was one of your tips from last year is you avoided load management guys because you were you were worried about that. Right. Does this change that a little bit? Or obviously they're still going to get rested. Just you have you have maybe better knowledge of when they're going to get rested versus when you know they're going to play? Does uh, this change that for you at all, I guess? I mean, yeah, this completely changes things. It has to. You have to factor this in because how many games are they going to sit out now? And like, you, yeah, they they get fined so greatly with when they do sit out for load management. So I don't think that the NBA teams could afford to do that anymore. And yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to, when I draft this year, I don't think I'm looking at load management anymore. I'm not worried about those players unless they fit in those certain categories like LeBron. I hear that he's like exempt from the load management because he's so old and plays so many games. So <laughs> he might be one that I might factor into there still. But yeah, for the most part, I'm not looking at that anymore. I, I think I'm still going to look at it, but I like the fact that you now have uh, ability to say, okay, well, it's a in-season tournament game, so I don't have to worry about the 10 minutes before my lineup set, oh, so-and-so is not playing. Ah, crap. Right. And you have to try to make that change. I think it lets you plan a little bit better, which I'm a huge fan or fan of. That's where I got hosed last year is that I'd set my roster and then I'd, I'd get the notification that they weren't playing, but I was at work. I couldn't do anything exactly. about it. And all of a sudden I look and say, oh, cool. Three of my starters aren't playing because they're being rested. Right. That sucks. Yeah. And now now I don't have to to worry about this. So I'm I'm a huge fan of that. Uh, one of the things that we didn't talk about was the long-term shutdown. The example here is Bradley Beal missed the last 10 games of the season with what the team was calling knee soreness. But under the new rules, they wouldn't be able to do that or they could be investigated to see if it was really knee soreness because yeah. they want to respect the integrity of the game. And we saw this with the the Mavericks at the end of the season last year where, oh, Kyrie and Luka aren't going to play because they're going to rest. And, oh, we lost. And now we don't have – now our protected draft pick – gets to stay with us. Yeah. They 100% cheated. Yeah. And this rule is definitely in response to their behavior. So I'm glad that they're they're addressing it. What I so never, let's talk I never I never got your personal feelings on this too. What did you think about all this cuz I I was gone last week. So do you like all these changes that they did? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just okay. for the reasons we talked about. It gives you from a fantasy perspective it helps you predict, but from a just a fan perspective it sucks going to a game and not seeing 
multiple players that you want to see playing. Yeah. Not playing, right? To see, um, like you said, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and Anthony Davis all on the sidelines. Well, that sucks. Yeah. If if one of them was playing or two of them are playing, that that's a much better experience for the fans. So being able to to plan that, you know, even as a Phoenix Suns fan now, right? We have several players that are are star quality. We don't have to worry about going to a game and not seeing Kevin Durant and Kevin Booker both not playing because they're both, you know, on the bench. Yeah. Though so, and one thing I learned about this too is that I saw that even though you're injured, you're still required to be like on the sideline just to like make an appearance and like be there. And maybe that's why yeah. we saw like, and remember even in summer league, we saw Chet Holmgren on a sideline, you know, dressed in his regular clothes too. I wonder if, I think that kind of carries over to that, you know, maybe that's why we saw so many players on the side because they're not, they're just injured, but they, they still want to make I an appearance. I think they just you know? wanted a free trip to Vegas. <laughs> maybe, yeah, I think so. I was <laughs> so just kind of wondering. That's actually, that's actually not a new rule. That's been in place since 2017, right. which is why you, you still see that. But yeah, I, I think they just want to make sure that that stays, that doesn't go away that healthy players that are resting still need to be visible to the fans. Yeah, I did and, see, and sorry, I did see a loophole though. It says you could, uh, there's an exception uh, that you can make injuries for, for an absence due to personal reasons. So what's to say like, okay, for example, like I, I had this, a friend of a friend who he would call out of work and like his grandmother died like three times. You know what I mean? Like quote unquote, his grandmother, like he was like, kept making these same excuses. And then he went to work and he was like, my grandmother died and they were like, well, didn't she already die? And he was like, oh, I, I met my uncle or something like that. You know, he would just like make up these excuses. And who's to say that the NBA players won't say, you know, oh, I have a, I have a personal reason I can't be at the game. You know, isn't that, I just wonder how that's going to work out this year. Well, the NBA will investigate those sort of situations because it's a multi-billion dollar business. Yeah, so it's <laughs> and a one of the stars. Yeah, it's way different. So I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I could see that happening from time to time. We're like, hey, we want to shut him down. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to play the Ben Simmons card and saying he's having a mental health issue and he right. needs to take the time off because that's kind of hard to question. Exactly. But. It'll still be investigated. Okay, well, what are you doing? Is he is he going to a therapist? Is he doing this? So there, you can't just. I I I feel like. Which coach do you think is going to try to take advantage of this? Because <laughs> you, I'm certain you have somebody in mind. Um, the Spurs coach Popovich. He always finds Greg things Popovich, like that. Popovich. That's yep. exactly who I was thinking of. Too. <laughs> He's always finding yeah. that crap. Yep. So when I when I saw this rules, I was like, okay, well, cool, nationally televised games. Who plays a lot of nationally televised games? So do you want to guess which teams are in the top? So there's one, two, yeah. three, four, five, six teams that six. have 30 or more nationally televised games. Okay. Do you want to take a shot? Lakers, Boston Celtics, the Heat. Heat is not on the list. Oh, they're not. Interesting. Um... I'm kind of stumped right there. I'm going to guess Houston. Houston? Yeah. <laughs> what world would Houston have? I just have like, a feeling there's a Texas team that I'm missing here. There is no Texas team. <laughs> so let's – let's. <laughs> um, who won the championship last year, Ronnie? Uh, who won the championship oh my last gosh. year? It was so long ago, I don't remember anymore. This is a basketball podcast. Can't remember who won the championship last year. Who did win? That's it. We're going to shut up shop. (laughs) Had a good run. The Denver Nuggets, you fool. Oh, yeah. Uh, That team sucks anyways. They should have won that. 
the year before who won the championship? <laughs> the Phoenix Suns, I believe. The Golden State Warriors oh, won yeah. the championship. They have they actually have the most with 41 nationally televised games. Half their games are going to be nationally televised games. Uh, the Bucks the year before that, they have 30. And then the Phoenix Suns with 37. So 41 the for the Warriors. There? Yeah, 41 for the Warriors, 40 for the Lakers, 37 for the Suns, 35 for the Celtics, and 30 for the Bucks and Nuggets apiece. That makes sense, right? The Warriors are a dynasty. The Lakers are the Lakers. The Suns had just an absolute ridiculous roster turnover, and I think people are excited to see that. The Celtics, same as the Suns, right? They've, they've been super competitive, had big roster changes. And then you have the Nuggets, the Champs with 30, and then now the Giannis drama with the Bucks giving them 30 as well. The Clippers, the Heat, the Knicks, the 76ers, and the Kings all have 20 or more. Every other team is less than 20 nationally televised games. So Wait, when you're making not, so your drafts. Not, not the Spurs with the Wembenyama? The Spurs. Nope. The Spurs have less than 20. All right. So when you're making your fantasy draft, keep in mind, well, the Warriors have a lot of nationally televised games. That's definitely 41 games where their stars are going to be playing. That that helps. I think that helps when, you, when you're making those predictions because all things being equal, take somebody from the Warriors instead of somebody from the Kings because they're going to have twice as many uh, nationally televised games. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I, I like that strategy for, for fantasy basketball and everything like that. So. I want to pick the guys that are going to be in prime time because no matter what, they're going to be playing. Otherwise, you get a prime huge time. fine. So, yep, let's let's do that. Yep. I, I like that little that little uh, edge that you have for tip. fantasy I don't picks. Know if it'll, uh, yeah, we'll see what it comes out to being. But again, for, from my perspective, one of the things I struggled with was the last second loge management changes. When I had already set my roster, I was at work or I was you know doing dad stuff and I didn't have a chance to – oh, crap, I have 15 minutes to update my roster. So hopefully that will help with those sort of things. One of the things that I think is going to be taken advantage of, and I certainly would, is did you see how they defined a star in the sense of your star players have to play? They, you know, yeah. what does that mean to you, I guess? Yeah, I was reading how you have to be like an all star within like the, what would you say, like in the last two years or last something? Three years. Three years. You must have been an all star, yep. Yeah. Or been part of an all NBA team any of the yeah. previous three seasons. No, I, I like that. And I, I agree with it. I, I, I appreciate them defining the star, you know. So yeah, I, I like it. I agree with everything. So we're gonna play a game called Star or No Star. Uh oh. Where I'm gonna list some NBA players and you have to tell me, yeah, that guy's a star. He 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 would be part of these rules, or no, he's not a star. I still can't he, believe I, I still can't believe Houston wasn't a primetime team. But okay, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm ready to play. <laughs> it's gonna be rough. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's start easy. With you. And let's go Victor Webinyama. Star or no star? I don't think he's a star because he's a rookie. Exactly. He, but do people want to see him play? Absolutely. Yeah. We saw that at Summer League. Same with Chad Holgram. People want to see him play, but they're not classified as stars, so they are exempt from that rule. Hmm. All right. Tricky, tricky. Yeah. There are four stars on the... Golden State Warriors. Can you name all four? Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, uh, Green, and the fourth one? I don't remember. Well, Clay Thompson is not considered a star because he has not made an all star game. He's been injured. Really? He has been part of an all NBA team. So you get Steph Curry, you get Draymond Green. 
Clay Thompson, incorrect. There's two more players that are considered stars. Is it Tristan, Andrew Wiggins, Tristan Thompson? He's not even – no, he was on the <laughs> Lakers. Andrew Wiggins and Chris Paul are both stars oh, yeah. on the Golden State Warriors. That one blew my mind because I did the same thing. Like, Clay Thompson? Where's he? No, yeah. he hasn't been in an all-star game. So, Clay Thompson, not a star. Sorry, Dang. Clay. But there's four right, of them on the team, but yeah, it doesn't include <laughs> there's him. four of them on the team. Not you, Clay. Dang. Uh, ben Simmons. Oh. I think he's a star. Ben Simmons is a star. Good job. Just because he's Jamal, been on the all-star team within the last three years, right? Yep. Jamal Murray. I don't think he's been on the all-star team, so I would say no. Not a star, correct. LaMelo Ball. He is. He is. Even though he's been Jer- injured for the whole entire year, we wouldn't remember that. <laughs> Somehow he is. Yeah. Jaron Jackson Jr. I think he's a star. He is, yes. Think, Marcus Smart. Um, Defensive player of the year two years ago. Yeah, I was going to lean towards yes, but I was thinking if it was a trick question, so I'm going to say yes. He is not a star. Wow, Apparently, it is Defensive a trick question. player of the year does not make you categorized as a star. There are four Timberwolves that are considered stars. Wow. Okay. Can you name all four of them? Rudy Gobert, Cat, and... I don't remember. There's some other guy in that. Oh yeah, Cole Cole Anthony. I mean Anthony, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. My bad, not Cole Anthony. Yep. And who's Cole Anthony? Yeah, he was, is I that just know. the name you made up? That's just oh true. Steve Steve Johnson. Steve Johnson player. No, Mike Conley <laughs> is the last one. Mike Conley is the fourth star on the Timberwolves. Zion Williamson, star or no star? No star. He is a star, Ronnie. What? For what? Wait, what I know, reason? right? Yeah, I assume an all-star game. I didn't look up that. I didn't go that deep. Oh, I think he made this last year's all-star, but he was injured, so he couldn't play in it, if I remember Probably. correctly. Sounds about right. So he someone else subbed for him. Something. Brandon Ingram, also of the Pelicans. God, he better be a star. He is not a star. Oh, my God. I'm not watching this NBA this year. I can't believe that. <laughs> oh, man. I got... Just three more for you. Tyrese Maxey of the 76ers. I don't think he's a star yet. He is not a star. You're right. Christophe Porzingis, Boston Celtics. Um, I want to say he is, but I don't think he has been in the last three years. So I'm going to say no. Correct. Not a star. Finally, Paolo Bancharo, star Bancaro. or no star? Uh, I'm going to say it wrong every single time. I know. And I even subconsciously look at it and say, it's not the way I think it is. It's okay, and then Jonathan. I, say, ah, I'm I mean, say it wrong. how many times have I said stupid things on this podcast and you said one wrong thing? So it's all good, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to say he's a star. He is not a star oh. either. So, as you can tell from this little exercise, it's really hard to know who is and who isn't a star in this league based off of that definition of of that. So, there's teams that don't have star players. The Spurs have no star players yeah. on their team. That's a crazy list. I'm glad, thank you for doing all that research because that's insane to hear because yeah, I heard that little tidbit in there about the changes that we're making. But I didn't know it was going to affect things in this manner. That that's kind of that's really weird to hear all these players. 
It is. And that's the part that I think is where you're going to have problems is because the definition is such a tight-knit group of people. How does Defensive Player of the Year, yeah. Marcus Smart, not count? How do people – it just it just blows my mind. He should absolutely be considered a star. Like I understand that he's not making all-star games or all-NBA teams, but come on. Or like how – if you were to redefine it, like how would you choose like the second team – defensive player of the year or third team like how far would you go to to include a star because i would at least do a second team too i i would incorporate fantasy basketball and say the top 75 the top 100 idea. of fantasy point players yeah would be the that's players a fantastic that I would idea based off standard scoring because ultimately that's what you care about is your fantasy players going to start that's who the stars are right. and you you reshuffle it at the all so you base it off of maybe average draft position and then you reorder it again at the all-star game and say okay well now these 100 are are the the stars remaining and you make a big deal out of it you make a big show out of it hey you made it or oh he fell off and i i would i would enjoy that i think I think Devin Booker barely makes a cut too. I mean, he was an All Star, I think, two years ago, but I don't think he was. He made, the all, he wasn't he made last an All NBA year. team. He made an All NBA team. I don't want. I don't, maybe last year he was. He was on the All NBA team last year. I thought was he not? I don't remember that, but I I just remember that he didn't make the All Star game last year, and I was really disappointed about that. But the year before, I think he was on it. But yeah, it's just kind of crazy to think that he's right on the border, but he's like one of the best players in the NBA. Like they, like he's like. Rated, what was it, by Sports Illustrated, like the th- number three guard in the league? But yeah. yeah, he's like barely making it on this list as a star. So he did not make the All-NBA team last year. It was the year before, 2021-2022 season, that he made the All-NBA team. So he that's why he's on this list. Yeah, uh, They actually made some changes to some of those other uh, re- rewards, rewards, awards. So MVP, All-NBA team, Defensive Player of the Year, all defensive team and most improved player honors, you must now play in at least 65 regular season games. Yeah, I remember seeing so that's that. That's a too. huge change. So, Jaron Jackson, who is the current defensive player of the year, he only played 63 games. So, technically, he would be ineligible for it this, this upcoming season if he could, if he only played 63 games again. That's going to be weird because yeah. You could have a lot of players that miss time and fall under that 64. And then is your MVP somebody like, I don't know. I can't think of it. Austin Reeves is your yeah. MVP because he's the only one that's played the <laughs> right. most games. Like that's crazy if that's what happens. It won't happen. It can't happen. The NBA would be just – it would be so sad if that's what what, what became of it. Because the MVP and, and all of those awards, they have to mean something. And I right. think that's what they're trying to do is they have to mean something so you have to be on the court. But man, oh man, if they water it down too much, I think in the end it'll be okay because the players that score the most, you know, the the ones that are the have the most effect are the ones that are on the floor. So I think it's okay. But yeah, you could only miss like what seventeen games for the whole entire year. So if you miss like eighteen or nineteen, then you're disqualified for that. So if you could be like the yeah. best player in the league, but then you just miss that you're like right on the bubble of missing it, and then you screw yourself out of that that MVP. So it, it could get a little crazy. But we'll see. And even even more to that, they just they also talk about the amount of time you have to play in those games. So you can't just be like, okay, I have 64 games. I'm going to be MVP. So I'm going to play for a minute and a half in the 65th game. No, you have to play at least 20 minutes in each game. There are some, some restrictions or some loopholes around that. But in general, 20 minutes a game, 65 games a season to be considered for those yeah. uh, 
end of year awards. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. It's it's very interesting. Things are changing in this league and I, I hope they're good changes, but I'm 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 on edge right now, you know. I'm like, oh I I don't know about this. Like just just be careful, NBA. You're you're implementing too many rules right now. <laughs> well they they had to do something. And I, I, I like that they are doing something rather than just going like, oh, it's the way it is. Yeah, so, I think once it plays okay. out, they can make changes and be like, okay, you know, we made a mistake 100%. here and our bad, yes. but we're going to change it. We'll make things better. Sorry. They could soften these. They could tighten these. You just have to do something. You just can't let it continue the way it is and sit on your hands. So yeah. I am I am very glad that Adam Silver is doing something. And let's see how it works out. Like the in-season tournament, I'm super excited for. Yeah. I think that's going to be awesome. I think that's an awesome change to try to get some some interest in that. Uh, I have a hotel room booked in Vegas for this time. I don't know if I'll go. Because the tickets are probably going to be stupid expensive, but yeah. I figured, you know what? Let me let me book it right now and see. Maybe I'll go if if the Suns are in or another team that I'm interested in is is playing in that. So the semifinals and the finals are going to be in Las Vegas. It's like, yeah, that's I think that's great for the league, and it builds a lot of excitement. So now I'm the uh, opposite I'm a fan of, of the rule that changes. too. Like I I don't like that rule change. I I feel like it's it's just one of those things that you're just trying to draw interest in a way that. No one's going to be really interested in that because it's not the true championship game. It doesn't mean much if you win it. So what's the point? <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I don't I don't like that because they kind of implemented that in NASCAR, like I said before, and I, it didn't. It just kind of ruined oh, NASCAR for me. Implemented NASCAR? Okay. Yeah, you know I how they did. NASCAR, well, they so. did the playoffs no, thing, you know. Just assume the answer is no. Yeah, no, I just, I don't even want they to talk about it. They did playoffs in NASCAR? Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. They did playoffs in NASCAR? Yeah. So you, you, how did you make the playoffs? Or is it going to be too okay, complicated okay, Alex. for some, no, it's, I could explain some it quickly. noob to understand? So back in the day, it used to be just like it's you just have an accumulation of points. And however many points you have in 36 races, I think it was, you're the champion. Well, now they change it. So like, and there's 10 races at the end, which they consider the playoffs. So they take all your points at the beginning of the season. And whoever has a top 10 points, you made the playoffs. All the other drivers that race in those last 10 races have no chance of winning a championship. They reset the points at the those 10 races. And then the first four races, you get to, you like, they reduce it by like four more drivers or something like that. And then they, they keep cutting the field down, you know, so like you, you you get disqualified for the championship after four races, another four. And then you have like whoever's left is, has a chance for the championship, which is like. But uh, there's just, other people on the track. It's not like 10 cars yeah, racing. But you still have like. Oh my God. That's like terrible. 40 drivers. Yeah. It sucked it up. Yeah. And that's what I'm afraid that. I don't know. I just feel like that NBA is kind of doing something like NASCAR was doing, where it just it ruined NASCAR for me. I hate watching it right now because what's the point? But okay. I don't well, want the NBA to do that. I don't want. Let's just. I love. Let's give it a try. Keep an open mind, Ronnie. Yeah, That's I am. All I, ask. I know, right? Yeah. I also, me and Adam Silver, we we we're begging you. <laughs> if I can afford <laughs> the games, I definitely will go with you. If I can share a hotel room with you, <laughs> oh, <laughs> or gosh, I could just again. sleep in my car like I do sometimes. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned something about FIBA you wanted to talk about. I think we got a little bit of time left. Do you want to uh, – well, yes. USA is still ranked number one despite finishing fourth. Was that sort of the gist of it? Yes. So let me get that pulled up here. All right. So if you're not aware, Germany has won FIBA. We talked about this a little bit last week. I, I glossed over it pretty quick because, you know. Uh, Germany you finished so much. <laughs> second. Canada was third. They defeated the United States who ultimately finishes fourth. Yet – when they do like, what are the rankings? Are they just yeah, like so projections? Like who's the best team or, or well, points? So or? after this FIBA championship, they add up all the points, and 
USA. What are points? Like points scored or points like kind of points? that's part of it. So yeah, they add up your points oh, and geez. like they add up. It's it's I don't know. It's it's kind of confusing, but they add up how many points your team scored in total. And I think they also consider like other stats and things like that. I'm not exactly sure. I got I should have looked that up. But basically, Team USA had the most amount of points after after the championship and everything. So they, it was them, and then uh, ESP. I forget what that stands for. What is that? Spain, and then yes, Spain, G- yep. Ger- Germany, Australia, Serbia. So they, they're that's like the top five teams. Canada six. So it's just kind of interesting to me that even though Germany they won the championship, Team USA is still ranked number one in the FIBA men's rankings. And I just kind of was like wondering if you had any thoughts on that. Like, do you agree with that? I, I mean, I think yeah, you do. I think. I think that we didn't we didn't feel the best USA players that we have because I think the USA team cares more about the Olympics than they do about FIBA. Yeah. And I think if we were to constantly put the best US team we have on the courts, we would win all the time. And I'm okay right. with prioritizing the Olympics over FIBA. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think we had a lot of younger players that didn't have a lot of international experience. and That's okay. Now they have some international experience. Yeah. And some of those players will play on the Olympic team and some of those players won't. So I, I, I don't have a – I don't – I think that's probably what it is would be my guess. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I mean it just – it's kind of weird to me that, you know, hey, yeah, Germany, they're, they're the best team. They, they won the championship. But USA is number one. And I'm just like that kind of takes away the championship from Germany, I think. I, I don't think it's very fair to them. Another thing that takes away from Germany, I think, too, there's this debate talking about, like, what's considered the, the world champion? Because when you win the, the championship in the NBA, you're the world champion, right? But FIBA is, like, the countries coming together and playing for your country, and they are considered the world champions when they win, right? So, like, even Paul George was cut. He was like, I can see both sides of the debate and who's the NBA world champions, but do you have any preference? Like, do you think the NBA is a world champion or do you think FIBA championships champions are like the world champions? Do you have any preference or? I think you're comparing apples to oranges. I think the NBA is the most competitive basketball league in the world. And the team that wins the championship is the world, all the world playing together under, you know, the same, you have teams mixed together with different players from different countries. They are the world champions in that sense. Yeah. I, then you have FIBA or the Olympics where, each of those players go and represent their country. So then I think you could say that that country is the best, but they're, I, I, to me, they're not comparable. So l- let me ask you a question. The Nuggets won the championship this year. Do you think the Nuggets team with all those players could beat the German team in a basketball match? I was going to ask you the same question. I was going to ask you if this oh my team, gosh. team USA could, if like, they, they they lost to Germany, yeah, and that was a really good Team USA team that we had. I mean, if you put all those players on like a regular NBA team, they're probably winning the championship, right? But they couldn't even beat Germany. So no, because the, yes, you they would, but they would have a whole season to learn and grow and become a team, right? You you if you ever watched the movie Miracle with Kurt Russell <laughs> about the nineteen eighty four men's hockey team, yeah. you don't want the best players, you want the right players, right? And I think that that might be part of the problem, but. The fact is that these guys all come from different coaches, different systems, different playing style, and you just kind of shuffle them together, and their talent is what makes them 
be able to compete in these games. And most of the time, it's it's good enough to win these games. But they're not a real team. Yeah. Would be my my feedback to that. So that's why I say if you take the the Denver Nuggets as constructed at the end of last season and you place them against this Germany team, I have no doubt the Denver Nuggets are going to win. Yeah, and it's it's tough because there are some different rules in the NBA compared to FIBA too. I think that they, I honestly think that Germany would win if it was under the FIBA rules. But if Germany was playing under the, like NBA rules, I probably think that that the Nuggets would win because of the, the rules. Just just that slight rule change, it's a little different. So it's hard I for me to it's tell. Irrelevant. Yeah, but, I mean, we'll never know, right? It's yeah. all the speculate speculation. But I think when you have the U.S. team interested like they are during the olympics Mm -hmm. that they they win yeah and they're gonna win they're gonna win the gold in paris 2024 uh early prediction probably the favorite well you just said they're the favorite (laughs) they're the number one team so but that's that's just the way it goes yeah that's international play it's you're it's hard to ask these players that play 82 games plus playoffs hey uh you want to keep playing basketball in the summer it doesn't mean anything you don't you know, FIBA, but I think the Olympics is why they care because, you know, they get the gold medal. It's, it's a bigger stage than FIBA. I just, that's just my, my opinion. So I, I get what Paul George is saying. I kind of agree with him. Mm-hmm. I could debate it from both sides if, if you wanted me to. But at the end of the day, the, you, the NBA is the best league in the world. And the Nuggets were the best team of the best league. That makes them the world champion. Yeah. See, and I I wish that would come true where where our championship team would play the FIBA championship ship team. Why don't That'd we do cool. that? Why can't yeah. we? It just like that, and then that would be the world champion. It, there would be no debate. It would be a fun game to watch. It, a lot of people would watch it, and that would just be fun as heck too. I, I want that to happen. That would be fun. It's it's just one of those those bar bets. Well, the 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 Bulls this yeah. year would lose to the the Golden State Warriors. It's like you, you'll never know. Yeah, you can't know. But it's so, and even the rule changes, subtle as they are, it makes a difference, especially, you know, for, for these guys that play under that one rule set all the time. And we're seeing it, you know, if you watch UFC or boxing, we see these UFC fighters go into the boxing ring and get, get destroyed. Yeah. For, for lack of better words, because they're not used to just that. It's so one dimensional. The rules are so different that they're, they're really struggling. And, you know, if a boxer were to come into a UFC octagon, it would not be pretty for the yeah. same reason. Right. Just a, so it's a, it's, yeah, a little different it's, where, yeah. It's a, I hear you. Yeah. They, they both could still beat the crap out of most people in the world. <laughs> but when you put them in with the other's rule sets, it's it's a totally different game. Okay. Let me ask one more question on that too. Do you think that this team USA that, that got fourth place in FIBA, do you think that they would beat the Nuggets? I think they would. No. No? I don't think they would. I think they would. For, no. I, 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 it, they, the only way they would is if they had a longer time together. They don't yeah. know. They don't know that they're, they're it's it's too and who's the leader on that team? Right? Jalen Brunson? Cole Anthony, I believe. <laughs> Cole Anthony? <laughs> Nobody even knows who that guy is. So that's you know, when I just I just don't think they would. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's hard to say. Hey, I also have yeah. um the they had the like like uh, first team I went all world, I guess you would say, for the FIBA championships or like for the FIBA selections you want me to go over that all right hit it all right i'll hit go it, first Ronnie. so first team sga shy gillis alexander was number one so that was awesome to see i love him luca hate to see that one he made it unfortunately luca donkic um third was dennis schroeder he actually won mvp if you saw that too so that was pretty neat to see you know he's my man so love him bogdan 
Bogdanovich. We mentioned him earlier on one of those teams that he's on that I forget now. <laughs> what team did he go to? Atlanta Hawks or I think something? He's on the Pistons. Pistons. He maybe? was on the Hawks. I think he's on the Pistons now. Yeah, so he's never. I'll f- look it up while you continue. Sure. And then Carl Anthony Towns for the Dominican Republic, too. So he was fifth on the list. So that was those, the first team. Then we got second team. I don't know these players too well, but Carlick Jones was on. Um, then we got Patty Mills. We know him. Tremont Waters, Anthony Edwards, and Nikola Vucevic. So kind of some players that we know, some that we don't. And it makes me think like that one guy, Carlick Jones, we don't know who he is. He plays for South Sudan. Maybe he's going to be in the NBA pretty soon just because he, he made the second team. I mean, if you're with these other names like Patty Mills and especially Anthony Edwards, you got to get in the NBA, right? Unless he is already, and I just think, don't recognize right? him. But, <laughs> yeah. So the guy, the, the there's a Bojan Bogdanovic and there's a Bogdan Bogdanovic. How do you spell Bog- his Bogdan, first name? B-O-G-D-A-N for Serbia. Okay, so okay, so he is on the Hawks. Bojan Bogdanovic, the same last name. They're both Serbian. Mm-hmm. He, I'm sorry, he, one's Croatian. I apologize. Who's on the Croatian team? He plays for the Pistons. Yeah. So that's not at all confusing. This guy, Karlik Jones. He he's a reigning G League MVP too, so he led G all players League? in assist and uh, registered the second most times in a single World Cup contest, telling fifteen. So yeah, I I just kind of wonder if uh, if you do that good in FIBA where you get this recognition, you got to make it an NBA. So keep an eye out for him, and yeah, you maybe want to draft him on your fantasy teams too, right? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you have like, like sixteen players, <laughs> I, know, I don't right? think he makes the cut. <laughs> I said that last year um, with FIBA too. You, da- when- you drafted Dennis Schroeder and you're like, he's going to be great. And he was not. <laughs> he was great when he was starting. He did decent. He wasn't like insane, but he, he helped my fantasy teams. He didn't hurt them. Agree to disagree. But I agree that we have hit the end of our podcast today. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And we will see you next time. Yeah, thanks guys. 